Hello, everybody. It's me, the photographer Virginia Antiva, and you're listening to the Fashion Photography Podcast. What's like being a new photographer nowadays? Today, we'll receive the answer from our special guest. Doing photography in your own style. And in case you're wondering, do you need a website? We're about to answer this question too. So keep up with us and our interview today. My name is Nicole Jopek. I'm a 23-year-old fashion photographer from a small town in England called Huddersfield. Okay, tell me about your career. How did you start it and do you have any photography educational background? I went to university and studied a bachelor's in photography and in my final year specializing in fashion photography. But my background's pretty... Um, Pretty simplistic, really. Just went to college and found a love for photography and just carried it through to university. And it's just continued on from there, really. Oh, that's great. So you kind of keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, <it's> simple. <laughs> Follow the traditional way of, you know, a career. Awesome. Tell me about the years you were studying. Did you meet a lot of people then? And how did those people reflected your work afterwards? Absolutely. I mean, the three years I spent at university was just a time to really, it was, it was trial and error, really. Um, it was a way to experiment and find yourself. And I met a great bunch of people that really influenced my work and stayed friends with ever since. And lecturers and teachers, they all were so incredibly supportive. And throughout my final year, I became essentially best friends with the teams that I still work with today we all found ourselves at the same time period and I've just continued on like that for the past couple of years really. Can you share with us the details about your school education as a photographer? I mean did you met a lot of uh, models there? How's your working process when you're mm. in such school? Well, throughout college, it was very simple. You started off using your friends and just kind of finding yourself. But once I'd applied for university, the first couple of years you spent being a general photographer, you were still finding yourself. You dabbled in portraiture, architecture, that sort of thing. But in my final year, that was the year that I really knew that fashion and beauty was the direction that I wanted to go in. I made all these, content, you know, hairstylists, stylists, makeup artists, modeling agencies, and just tried my absolute hardest to form these working relationships that I knew would be so incredibly important afterwards. And yeah, it just became dear friends and so it's kind of the same like it it was in my school it was almost the same though for the people who were already orientated they just let us do whatever we wanted yeah i think it's just it's important to have that time period to find yourself yeah it's not something that comes along very quickly <laughs> you have to take time Did you ever had some doubts? Did you ever wanted to try something else in photography again? But Well, I initially started off finding photography because I loved retouching. I started that way before I even thought about photography. So I started, you know, playing around with celebrity unedited pictures and thinking, I'm going to make it as good as the originals. <laughs> and, and then when I suddenly found photography and thought, oh, I can apply this to my own work. You know, that was great. But I did... You know, it's hard being such a young person trying to figure out at such a young age what my career was to be. So I did have some doubts, but I knew that I had that passion inside of me and knew that I was going to make it work either way. 
After you became photographer, have you ever had this time to reach out to another people photography? I still do. I do a couple of retouching bits on the side for any photographers that come to me and want it. I don't actively, well, right now, actively go out and advertise myself as a retoucher. It's just there if somebody wants it. But I'm so busy with photography work of my own that it's hard to have two completely separate jobs. Hopefully you'll be more and more busy. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the plan. So tell me about your start once you were out of the university, out of the college. What was the first paid photo shoot of yours? It was for a, a small company in Huddersfield doing their lookbooks. And I assumed that I'd have a, a lot of lookbook style shoots. But then as the months went by, I mean, it was hard at the start. You're not going to get paid work straight away. And it took a good few months of testing and building portfolios still to, to be able to get to that point. Um, but then, then in came quite a few beauty job photography. And it's, it's kind of still continuing like that, really. I mean, beauty and hair is something that I would say is my forte, I guess. So I want to continue with that, yeah. Tell me about the emotions about this first photo shoot. What did you feel? Were you oh. nervous? How did you prepare yourself for the photo shoot? Absolutely. I mean, when you're in university, you have, you know, if something goes wrong, you have a technician there to help you out. You have your friends to support you. But when you're on that first job with that first client and you know that they're absolutely dependent on these pictures and nothing can go wrong, it was frightening. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. And uh, yeah, it all worked out in the end. So you were very nervous, but was there something, I'm asking you all of these questions because there are a lot of photographers listening to us right now. So there are a lot of newbies out there listening to us right now and they want to know how to prepare for their first paid photo shoot. So is there something mm -hmm. you did that you wouldn't have the same result if you hadn't done this thing exactly? I think it's really important to research your client. There's nothing worse than going in on a on a paid job or even a test really without knowing who that person is and doing your absolute most research on them you know find out what their styles are you know whether it is a clothing company or a hairdresser or something like that find out what their styles are communication is is key really you know constantly talk back and forth in emails prior have a phone call meet them in person if nerves are something that is on your side then meet them in person and um, have a chat with them. And I can imagine that from then on, you know, nerves will pass and it'll be a lot more of a comfortable experience once you've shot. Meet them in person, research and communicate. Awesome advices. Oh, many people are asking me and uh, to be completely honest with you, I don't really give my work to other retouchers, especially if it's about skin and final look. It's important, yeah. Yeah, because it's very important for me. So I also give work if it's a clip bad, some... Mm -hmm simple stuff. So many people are asking me, when's the right moment to start giving your work to other retouchers? And it's very hard for me to answer, but I think it's going to be easier for you so, <laughs> since you're also retouching other people's work. It's a funny one because I'm exactly like you. I could never imagine giving my work to somebody else because it's mine. And I, and I feel that as soon as the retoucher gets a hold of it, their stamp essentially goes on it. Yeah. 
And especially, like you said, in terms of skin work, it's so important to get that bang on right. But it's funny, I've spoken to these photographers I do retouching for, and I said, why do you give it to somebody like me? Do you feel then that it doesn't become your work? And it's funny, their answers are the complete opposite. They still love it as much as if they did it. They just either don't have the time or don't really have the passion for retouching. They find it a bit of a a chore, perhaps, or they're too busy, or it's just not something they enjoy so I'm more than happy to take that from them and it's quite refreshing actually to do another photographer's work aside from your own there's a completely different style there and uh, it's just a new project to work on yeah that's one of the things that I'm answering if you're not good at this just give it to someone else and of course I think it's a good idea simply because you might be a good photographer but bad retoucher Mm -hmm. and I don't think your work have to suffer because of that absolutely But what I wanted to ask you in addition was, what are the photographers you admire these days? Oh, I think essentially everybody would go for the typical Merton Marcus. I mean, their work's (laughs) crazy, crazy good. There's other photographers that I admire called, um, you know, Lena Tesh and other photographers in that style. But right now I'm really admiring the work of, excuse me if I'm saying his name wrong, Florian Summit. His work is just absolutely beautiful and it's everything that I inspire mine to be. It's clean, it's fresh, it's so beautiful. I like when someone's work is brave. Mm. Would you consider your work brave? I've never thought about it in that way before. I would say so. I mean, I, I try as much as I can to do something new every time. I could be braver. I mean, that's something that I could aspire to keep working towards but I'd say so. There's definitely projects in there that beforehand I was super nervous and scared about and it took a lot of nerves to complete them. And What was your biggest struggle in the beginning when you finished your education and started a real career? Probably finding a name for yourself and getting recognized. Being from a small town, I mean there's nothing really in my area that goes on in the photography world but right next door there's Manchester where I do most of my work you know compared to London it's such a small city but there's so many photographers there and it's hard to try find a certain style and then give a name for yourself that completely sets you apart from the photographers that are already currently working there so that was that was a struggle but slowly but surely getting there in the end have you ever thought about moving Yes, it would either be Manchester or London. Obviously, we all know London's extremely expensive. But currently, right now, I'm doing too much travelling to to even think about a move. I don't live too far from Manchester, only about half an hour outside of, so I'm currently happy where I am. That's awesome. You're travelling a lot. Where do you travel? This is non-photography related. It's just inspiration, yeah. I, it's, you know, nice to go to a country and have a breather and not think about photography and you come back with so much more inspiration by what you've seen or you miss the time that you've not you know done photography well my favorite country ever is Iceland and come back there with so much inspiration just to continue photography whoa to have some time to think of something else by photography that's very interesting i love that because when i meet with the people that i studied with they're constantly talking about photography and i'm like guys 
that's my whole day photography <laughs> and then I'm doing podcasts and if I don't do that I'm <laughs> researching or I'm doing you don't have time to think about anything else yeah so I'm very frustrated when someone is talking about photography even when we are out of work don't get me wrong I love my job if, <laughs> if I didn't I wouldn't be able to do it because I'm this kind of person I have to love what I do but I really love that there is someone else like me <laughs> I think time away, you just start appreciating how much you love what you do. Yeah. Um, And you just can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, I'm definitely like this. But there are also so many things that we can talk about. And if it's not this, that's why I'm, when I do this podcast, I'm not asking specific question like what kind of camera do you use? What kind of uh, brands do you use? And stuff like that. Because I'm, I really think that this is beyond the technical part. I love being technical. I love going out and researching about new equipment. But I think to make good photograph, you need to know and do more. Mm -hmm. I get what you mean. So what's the thing that you do additionally? What's the thing that you think you have and other photographers out there don't have in order for your work to be so unique? We all have that core passion and determination to want to do it to set you aside from everyone else it, it was hard to develop a style that was recognizable and I think for months and years every photographer goes through the start of their career thinking I don't have a style I don't have a style and then it just clicks one day and then that work just becomes you And I think that does set you apart from everybody else. I can't explain how or why. It's just something that happens one day. Do you think it's intentional or it just comes with a time? I would say a bit of both. Obviously, trial and error and figuring out what you like helps. But I think it just happens over time. What did you do in order to be well-known name? I know you have Facebook page, but I know you're not using it that often. You know, I did my research. As soon as the whole um, Facebook advertisement and all that came out and Instagram was on the rise, I thought, ah, Instagram is more of the favorable option here. So yeah, you're, you're right. I haven't used my Facebook in a while. It's hard because I'm not a great lover of social media, aside from Instagram. You know, I don't use Twitter, don't use Facebook that often. But it's so important in today's day and age to keep your audience updated on what you're doing. So I thank God that applications and social media pages like Instagram are out there to show everybody what you're up to. To be completely honest with you, most of the people that I'm talking with, they're using Instagram. And I completely understand that, like you said, because of the whole advertisement and everything about Facebook. Yeah, just I didn't get that much of an audience or work or anything from Facebook. So I think at that point you decide, is it worth my time to continue using a page that I'm not really getting much from and put all your energy into another that does? And I mean, Instagram is just where it comes from right now. Can you share with us how's your Instagram? And I see Joe Peck. So it's just a shortened version of Nicole, Nick Jopek. And all the people listening to us will be able to find it in our show notes also. You use Instagram, but what do you think how important it is for a photographer nowadays to have their own website? So important. I think <laughs> as a starting photographer, that's the first thing you should be doing above all else. It's just something extremely professional to send to clients. It's almost a part of you, your website layout and logo and branding and the way you display your pictures, I feel, represents how you are. 
some minds very minimalistic, black and white, lots of negative space. And I feel that's what my work reflects. Okay, let's get more practical. How did you make your website? Did you ask somebody for help? Is it on WordPress or somewhere else? First of all, tell us about your website. What's the name of the website? It's NicoleJopek.com. I kept it very simple. And I use a website host called Format.com, F-O-R-M-A-T.com. And I don't know how I came across it, but most websites are using that right now. And it's just so minimalistic and it has you know, basic templates for a photographer to use, but the ability to build upon that, you know, if you know HTML coding. And it's just so simple and easy to use. And I feel like I've stuck around with Format for years now and it's just the absolute best option for me awesome so what made you choose this layout exactly what do you think it's important for a website to show from a photographer I think the website needs to show your photography work in the best light possible. And I mean, that's very subjective. You know, what I find great isn't going to be great to somebody else. But oh, definitely. My type of work, I felt this one page layout and lots of negative space was just less cluttered and just showed the picture in its own light. Many photographers put out their the commission work and personal work as a different uh, sections of the website. What do you think about that? It's great. I think it shows possible clients and peers that you do think about photography in your own personal space. But my personal work is my photography work. It's all just blended into one. So. <laughs> yeah, I kind of find it a little bit weird, honestly, <laughs> because, you know, it's commissioned. That's okay. But most of the time, if you're showing it just because it's commissioned and you don't like it, why do you show it on your website? You know, I think it's very important to be extremely selective about what you display on your website. I mean, not every job that you do is something that you're going to thoroughly enjoy. It's great to try only accept jobs, you know, if you have a lot to choose from, accept uh, jobs that are you, but often Oftentimes, it's not going to be something you enjoy. So exactly why put it up there if it doesn't feel like it's you? Very interesting topic. Have you ever been in a situation when you accepted a project on a price that you don't like and you would like more money for this simply because it's a job? That first started when I was first starting out in my career. Every photographer can say the same. They'll do a lot for money um, when they're younger and don't have the experience or finding their way. But well, now I'm more selective about what I pick. Do you regret your decision back then? I would say no, because it taught me a lot. It taught me about what I enjoy and what I do want to put my heart and soul into. Sometimes I get very strange requests of jobs, but I don't want to do them because it's completely different to what I would do. Mm -hmm. So now you're saying no. It doesn't happen often. Most of the time someone picks me on my work based off my current work now and they like the style and whatnot. And that's great. But sometimes jobs do come around and you think, hmm. <laughs> on your webpage, you don't have a bad section. Mm -hmm. Is it on purpose or are you waiting for this magical text to come out of your fingers? I, I dislike writing, hence why I don't do things like Twitter. And I find that writing a biography about yourself, for some reason, I just can't do it. So I just kept it very simple, stated what I was, what I was available for, and a website if you're interested. Perhaps maybe when I've had a few more life experiences, bio section may come into play. But as of now, I'm just going to keep it simple. 
Thank God this interview is an audio interview. <laughs> What's your dream project? The work that I achieve is very much the high-end side of photography. So, you know, campaigns you'd see for massive fashion houses, massive fashion brands. So that is something that I would absolutely I mean. Going back to when you'd say, you know, are you nervous doing your first job? I can imagine I'd be as nervous doing them as I would when I was first starting out. But definitely the high-end fashion work is something that I'd strive for but I'm a long way off it but slowly but surely yeah I hope it's gonna happen to you soon thank you but what about the pricing such big project do you have somebody to ask how are you gonna price a project like this oh it's so hard very lucky that I'm still in contact with people like my university lectures. I go back every so often to do teaching and workshops that I have their support to ask and they've been through all of this. Obviously not on the scale of pricing up for massive fashion projects, but I don't know is the answer right now. I would definitely have to talk to someone about it. Asking is where you Just need another opinion sometimes. Sometimes a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Yeah, it's totally normal. You're kind of new to this and why not asking? There is no shame in that. Exactly. Do you do workshops? Only for my old university. I don't actually do any of my own right now. It's something that I've always thought about, whether that be the photography side or the retouching side or both. But I get invited back to do talks at my university for future students that are kind of lost or don't really know what they want to do. It's great to inspire younger kids that think, oh my God, what am I going to do after uni? Got this massive world in front of me and how on earth do I start? So it's nice for them just to hear someone else's experience through doing the same course as them. So if someone is around you, they can find you doing a workshop where? Huddersfield University. Awesome. And what's next for you? What's coming up? It's calm right now. I'm playing catch-up on retouching work, so I'm keeping shoots to a minimum for now. Just simple tests here and there, I think, as a winter approaches. Yeah, it's kind of getting cold. Yeah, getting cold, sun's dying down, available light is disappearing. I think it's a lot of time to experiment, so that's my plan. Do you have your own studio? I wish I did. That is definitely something that I would like, but I have close friends that have studios and just rent them out for the time period but I'm still dreaming up of my dream studio currently <laughs> the list in my head is very expensive <laughs> I hope this will happen to you soon you know what this week I'll be posting on my website vantiva.com my first blog post and it's going to be how to set up your own studio in a reasonable price you know <laughs> so it can be useful for you too Brilliant, you might bring my expense list down. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Plus, the best thing about having a new studio is that with the time, that's what I was just writing before our conversation, you don't need a lot of anything simply because people will bring it to you and they're going to leave it. What did you do in order to learn retouching? Are there any websites you would like to recommend? As a child, I had this joint website with my best friend. And from then on, I thought maybe I'd become a web designer. Obviously, that didn't happen. But we had our own little website where we'd get pictures, unedited pictures of celebrities. You know, Google how to retouch skin. I mean, back then, when I was 12, 13 years old, there was probably not very much on great retouching. And it was whole gauzy and blur thing. 
playing. I thought it was great though. And I started just playing around and every single day I was the kid that stayed inside playing on Photoshop while my other friends were outside playing games and stuff. But developing that over time, I just found better resources for retouching and there's so much out there now. Absolutely so much. YouTube, workshops, online courses. A friend of mine, Pratik Nayak, he's got all the information you need on retouching as such and he's a great source to go to. Do you have any websites that you check out daily? Yeah, fashion websites such as um, models.com, the fashionography. Everything's got the word fashion in it. <laughs> fashion gone rogue. <laughs> Places like that, just to see the, the new editorials that have come out lately. That's where I get all my inspiration and research from, really. And of course, all these uploaded to Instagram helps because it's all on one page. You mentioned twice that doing your research is very important. So what we have to do is doing research, communicate being inspired. I love that conversation, Nicole. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. I think you agree with me that Nicole is just an amazing person. And not just that, but I bet you're gonna love her work. You can check it out along with my work by following the links in our show notes. Thank you again for being with us and I'll see you on Friday. <laughs>